Well, friends, my name is Anand Samuel. I am the pastor of Grace Church in Sharjah, and it is a privilege for me to be here with all of you on this wonderful occasion and to share in your joy as you publicly acknowledge and install Pastor Aubrey Sequeira as the senior pastor of ECC Abu Dhabi. Now, as members of ECC, you have already voted and affirmed him to be your senior pastor in January of this year. You have been through a long but necessary season of, of prayer and leaning on the wisdom of your elders in, in all of this. But the purpose of this installation service is fourfold. So number one, to give thanks to God for the good gift of a pastor. Number two, to publicly and formally recognize Aubrey's calling to pastor this particular congregation. Number three, to be reminded of your responsibilities before God towards your pastors. And number four, to ask the Lord for much grace as you continue to bear witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ here in Abu Dhabi. So make no mistake, this is a very important day in the life of this congregation. And for all of these things, the church of Jesus Christ must not look to the wisdom of the world or her traditions, but the wisdom of God in His infallible Word. So please turn with me now in your copy of the Scriptures to Hebrews 13, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Listen carefully now to the Word of God. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise that you have not left us in the dark about these things, but you have revealed them to us in your word. Lord, we rejoice in the gospel and confess that because of what Christ has done for us on the cross, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand your word. We pray, O oh Lord, that we would now understand your word, that we would trust your word and obey your word. Lord, we pray that your sheep would hear the voice of the Good Shepherd this morning. We pray that you would fill us with your Spirit and transform us into the likeness of our Savior so that the world would know that we belong to Jesus. In His name we pray. Amen. Friends, this morning I want to talk to you about the pastor's gladness and the church's gain. The pastor's gladness and the church's gain. And both of those things have to do with how we respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the book of Hebrews in the first 12 chapters teaches us that Jesus is the point of all redemptive history. So there is no good news apart from His person and work. He came to earth to do His Father's will. He lived the life that we should have lived, and then He died the death that we deserved. He perfectly obeyed His Father. He was steadfast in His mission, even to the point of death on a cross. Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross for the sins of His people was the sacrifice that all those sacrifices in the Old Testament pointed forward to. 
And so he, he died in fulfillment of the Scriptures. He took the judgment of God for our sins on himself, and then he rose from the dead so that all those who repent of their sins and put their trust in him may be forgiven of their sins and receive the gift of eternal life. Friends, this is the good news, that Jesus takes our sins and he credits his obedience to our account as a gift of grace through faith. This is how we are declared righteous before a holy God. This is how we are justified before Him. And if you don't know this God, if you don't know Jesus, then I plead with you this morning to turn from your sins and put your trust in Christ alone. Jesus' perfect obedience and His submission to the Father secured our gain. In Him we have received every spiritual blessing. And the writer to the Hebrews tells us that Jesus persevered in His obedience. He did that because He set His gaze on the joy that was set before Him. Now, a believer's trust in Jesus, a Christian's trust in Jesus, genuine saving faith, is a faith that perseveres till the very end. It is a faith that continues to have confidence in the Word of Christ and obeys Him despite the opposition or discomfort that may arise. Because of what Christ has done, we are now called to respond to Him by trusting Him and obeying Him. And friends, that's essentially what worship is. It is to look to God's Word and then to respond accordingly, to live by faith under His saving rule. And we are told to do all of these things with gratitude, with great thankfulness. Look at Hebrews 12, verses 28 to 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, in this way, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So, what does acceptable worship look like in light of what Christ has done, in light of believing the gospel? Well, it looks like chapter 13, the next chapter, all of it. And that outlines for us what sort of sacrifices New Covenant Christians, Christians living on this side of the cross, what we are called to offer. We're not called to slaughter bulls and, and goats. No, we are called to faith and obedience. And so the writer says in Hebrews 13 verse 1, look at the text, let brotherly love continue. In other words, love one another if you have genuinely experienced God's love for you in Jesus Christ. And so, friends, this text, Hebrews 13, verse 17, is a description of what acceptable Christ-centered worship looks like. And so this morning, instead of first addressing pastors, and specifically Pastor Aubrey, I want to begin with you, the church, the congregation. You see, what a pastor is called to do is not going to make any sense to you if you don't understand the importance of the church, of the body of Christ. Ephesians 5.25 tells us that Jesus loved the church and gave Himself up for her. Christ is the head of the church. He is the bridegroom and the church is His bride. The Savior has purchased the church which is with His own blood. And so the pastor's task is both a privileged one and a daunting one because the church belongs to Jesus. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. So members of ECC... You should know this, that you belong 
to your Savior. Churches don't belong to pastors. They belong to Jesus. And when I say you belong, I don't mean you as individuals. No, your identity is a corporate one. You are a holy community with obligations to God and to one another, especially to your pastors. When Jesus rose from the dead and He ascended into heaven, Ephesians 4 tells us that He gave good gifts to His church. He gave pastors and teachers to the church to equip the members of His church to grow into Christ-like maturity. And so as you install Pastor Aubrey today, don't just look at him, don't just see him as an employee of the church, but see him as a gift that Jesus has given you because he loves you and he desires to build his church through the faithful labors of this man. So how should you respond to Christ's love for you in the giving of those gifts of faithful pastors? Well, the writer to the Hebrews says, look at verse 17, obey your leaders and submit to them. And then he tells us why. Two reasons why this is a good thing. Number one, your obedience will fill your pastor's heart with gladness. Your obedience will fill his heart with gladness. And number two, your obedience is ultimately your gain, your spiritual gain. But first, let's think about that first reason. What does the writer say? Well, he exhorts the congregation to obey and submit. And that means that you, the members of ECC, are commanded by God to trust in your pastors and to submit to their authority. This is not a suggestion, but an obligation. It is a command. This is the will of God for you. You are to demonstrate confidence in your pastors by doing what they tell you to do. I love how the KJV puts it. Obey them that have rule over you. Brothers and sisters, you are not to obey and submit to some YouTube preacher. Uh, you are not to obey and submit to the pastors of Grace Church Abu Dhabi, even though they are awesome pastors. No, you are called to obey and submit to the pastors and the elders of this congregation, of ECC. But notice why you are to obey and submit to your pastors. Look at the text. For, that's the reason... They are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. You see, this text is not calling you to some sort of cultish obedience to pastors who have autocratic rule, like as though they have some sort of carte blanche autonomy. This text is not calling to submit to that kind of authority. Pastors have no inherent authority, nor is their authority absolute. No, there is, th theirs is a derivative authority, a humble authority, a dependent authority. It is tied to this book. It is tied to the word of Christ that they proclaim. It is tied to the task that Christ has assigned to them for your sake and for His glory. You see, Jesus's agenda for His church is their agenda. These are men under the authority of the Word of Christ. And friends, they need to be held up to that standard and that standard alone. ECC, your pastors and elders, they carry a tremendous responsibility. One day they will stand before the judgment seat of King Jesus and they will give an account of every word they have taught, preached, and counseled. 
This is why James tells us in James 3 verse 1, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. And so remember this, that your pastors are men under authority. They are under shepherds who will give an account. They are men who want to hear from Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant. Friends, rejoice that you have a legacy of faithful men who have stood at this pulpit. Praise God for these men that God has blessed you with because they love His Word. So honor your pastors. Respect these men who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12-13. ECC, this means that you ought to be regularly praying for your pastors. Think about the responsibility they have. Pray for your pastors. And when I say pastors, I don't just mean your staff pastors. I mean all of your elders. Pray for Aubrey especially, that he would be faithful in the pulpit, that he would be faithful at home. Pray that he would submit to God's Word himself as he ministers to you. Pray that he would submit to the word of Christ as he loves Nishika and his daughters. Friends, your pastors are men who have to explain to God how they have cared for his church. But did you notice in that text how your obedience is tied to their work? Look at the text. Why obey and submit? For they are keeping watch over your souls. Beloved, this is how much Jesus loves you. Not only in His wise design, He has placed you in a body where he, has, where he has given you commands to minister to one another as instruments of sanctification in each other's lives, but He has also given you the gift of mature, godly men who are able to give themselves to the ministry of word and prayer. Why? So that they can watch over you. Watch over you. What does that tell you, members of ECC? It tells you that you need watching over. Sheep need shepherds. Don't think too highly of yourselves that you don't need your pastors. As though there are some aspects of your life that don't require watching over. As though there are some aspects of your life where you are not required to live by faith. This is one of the ways Christ preserves His people. And so it would be foolish for you to reject what Christ in His wisdom has given you for the spiritual care of your souls. But think with me for a moment. What does it mean to watch over someone's soul? Well, let's look at Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17. So take your Bible, drop it in half, you get to the Psalms, work your way towards the right. Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. Ezekiel 3, 17. This is what the Lord says to Ezekiel. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Okay, what does that mean? Well, the Lord explains. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. And Aubrey, this is what you are called to do as a senior pastor. You know, God has spoken. He has given us His word. His word is all-sufficient for doctrine and for life. And He has given us this so that we can equip His sheep for every good work. Brother, I give thanks for the Lord's grace in your life. Um, your love for Him is so evident. Your tenderheartedness, 
for the members of ECC has always struck me and warmed my heart every time you have spoken to me about them. And today, so today I want to en encourage you, I want to exhort you with these words from 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 to 2. This is what you need in order to watch over their souls. Hear what the Holy Spirit says to you. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And so, Aubrey, be committed to the ministry of the Word. Without this, you will not have the necessary lens that you need to watch over the souls of your members, let alone instruct them in the knowledge of Christ and warn them when they stray. So preach the Word and apply the Word. Do it with precision and do it with passion. This is hard work, brother. I mean, you know this. No doubt there will be times when you will need to visit with members, pray for the sick, counsel them, train interns, attend to various administrative tasks. But remember, your main task as a senior pastor is to give yourself to the study of God's Word. You give yourself to the serious study of God's Word so that you can teach and preach. Preach the whole counsel of God so that your people would not be, will not be deceived by the wisdom of the world. You know, there's no better use of your time than to give yourself to this task so that the bride of Christ would grow in beauty as she hears the words of her bridegroom being preached to her week after week. It will strengthen her faith, fill her with hope, and empower her to love as she ought to. So remember, brother, your pulpit ministry is your main discipling ministry. Give yourself to that. Guard that precious time. You know, that means that sometimes you will have to say no to other important things. But remember, you are not alone in this task. You have a band of faithful brothers, elders, whom the Lord has blessed this congregation with. You have other pastors. So rejoice in that and be aware of your limitations. Preach with patience. Call the Lord's people to repentance. Help them see their sin in light of the world. Point them to Jesus. Remind them of the cross. Call them to the obedience of faith. And then next week, get up and do it all over again. Just keep at it, you know. Remember that pastoring is sometimes like parenting. The fruit of your labors won't be instant, but trust in the power of God's Word. Don't be tempted by worldly ideas of success. Trust in the power of God's Word and pray for a harvest of righteousness that comes with laboring over many years. You know, I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do in this congregation through your ministry. And so keep at it. Admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all. Pastors of ECC, elders, watch over your flock. And that means you watch carefully. Teach them. Teach your members to identify sin patterns. Teach them to fight temptations. Teach them to discern between good and evil. Help them trust and obey the Lord's commands. Watch over your flock. Shepherd them. Guard them from false teaching and false teachers. You know, when Jesus comes back and He finds His bride spiritually malnourished, unloved, and uncared for, He will not take kindly to those pastors who have abused His bride. Peter tells us how we are to go about doing that. 
1 Peter 5, 2-4. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. So model for your people the kind of life that they should be living. This kind of watch that he's talking about is a relentless watch, one that requires you to be alert at all times for the well-being of your members. You know, this is not a job for the weak of heart. And so, Aubrey, it will be tough. There will be times when you will be overwhelmed. There will be times when you will feel emotionally drained. There will be times, brother, when you will be up at night praying, perhaps uh, weeping for unrepentant sinners. But remember who you are watching over. These sheep belong to Jesus. And feed them, cherish them, love them, lay down your life for them. You know, watch over your members when they are in pain. Watch over them when they are confused. Even when they act foolishly and reject your counsel, you know, watch over them. Be ready always to minister the word, even when their hearts are hardened towards you, when their ears are closed. Enlarge your heart. Show compassion even when they misjudge you. Remember, you're serving the Lord Christ. You're not here to win the approval of men. And don't forget, always lean on the wisdom of your other pastors. Look to Jesus. You know, plead before His throne for grace and strength. Remember what John Bunyan said. He said, perseverance is keeping one hand on the plow while you wipe the tears with the other. So press on. Remember that your Savior has walked this path before you. And He's calling you to follow Him. Brother, in every trial, remember that your Savior prays for you. Jesus is interceding for you always, and no one can snatch you out of His hand. You know, the word that is sufficient for the congregation is sufficient for its pastor. Always remember that. ECC, obey your pastors, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. But let me just add another layer of weight to that charge. And this has to do with how you respond to the glorious task of being shepherded of being watched over. Look at the text again. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. You know, the task of shepherding ought to be a joyful one, a task of gladness. And ECC, you have a responsibility in that. You are stakeholders in your pastor's joy. And it is your obedience that will fuel his gladness because your obedience will turn his eyes to Jesus. It will cause Him to rejoice in the work of the Spirit of Christ in you. You see, money and fame bring gladness to false teachers. Money and fame bring gladness to false teachers. But it is the obedience of faith that brings gladness to faithful pastors. You know, John says this, in his third epistle, verse 4, he writes, I have no greater joy. Just, just listen to that. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So members of ECC, don't be a source of frustration and sorrow to your pastors. It will ultimately do you no good. And that brings us to our second point. Your obedience is ultimately your spiritual gain. 
Look at the text again. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. It would be unprofitable to you if your pastor had a sense of dread every time he met with you because he knew you're that kind of person who disagrees with everything he says. You're the one, you're that kind of person who's always grumbling about something or the other. Brothers and sisters, you have everything to gain when you obey and submit to the faithful men God has placed over you because they are ministering the word of Christ to you. If you're a constant source of frustration, if you're always grumbling about the decisions your pastors make, if you constantly disregard their counsel and walk in the disobedience, walk in disobedience to the word, that'll bring your pastors sorrow, no doubt. But realize this, it will be ultimately to your disadvantage. It's not my opinion. That's what the text says. It will be to your disadvantage. You are not fighting against your pastors when you disobey Scripture. You are fighting against Christ. You see, the church's spiritual gain lies in the obedience of faith to the Word of Christ as ministered by your pastors. When your pastors groan, you know, that says something about the condition of your heart, about your willingness to follow the Word of Christ and Christ-like leadership. Friends, this is in your best interest. You see, ultimately, this isn't about Aubrey or your pastors getting the recognition they need. This isn't about Aubrey or your pastors getting the recognition they need. This is about Jesus Christ getting the worship He deserves. This is what this text is about. This is acceptable worship for the bride of Christ who has been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. So listen to the counsel of your pastors. Listen intently on a Friday morning to Aubrey's preaching and teaching. After the sermon or the class, you know, go and tell him what impact it had on you. It will bless him. Talk, talk about how the Word brought conviction of sin in your life. Speak specifically about the ways that you were encouraged to repent of your sin and obey the Word. You know, tell him how much the sermon increased your love for Jesus. Send him, send him a text or an email during the week, or better yet, you know, write him a note. Write him a note of encouragement. Thank him when you see areas of spiritual growth in your life because of his preaching. Trust me, he will preserve those notes and he will return to them often, giving thanks to the Lord for his amazing grace. But here's another thing that you should not forget. He is your pastor, but remember that he's also a member. You have obligations towards him. Remember all those one another commands. Love his family. They're members at the church too. Love his wife. Remember the, the best way that you can care for Aubrey is to serve his wife and his family. Be generous to them in the way that you care for their financial needs. Look at what Hebrews 13, 16 says. Such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Nishika, I want to give you a word of encouragement as Aubrey's wife. You know, I know all of this is exciting and uh, it might seem overwhelming perhaps, but remember that the Lord has uniquely gifted you to be a helper to Aubrey in whatever task the Lord calls Aubrey to. And so be encouraged by that. Take joy 
in being his wife. Take joy in being a mother uh, to your girls. Um, remember that you are called to be a faithful member of this church, and, and that's all. So love him, respect him, spur him on as he serves the bride of Christ. Be his greatest encourager. And remember that there will be people in this church praying for you. Beloved, in closing, let me remind you that this kind of joyful submission that you see here in this text is born out of a love for Christ and the pastors that He has given you. So clothe yourselves with humility and be willing to follow His leadership as He follows Christ. You know, there will be many times when you may not agree with every single decision that your pastors make. And at times, pastors do make mistakes. In, in humility, we must acknowledge this. Pastors will make mistakes when it comes to certain ministry-related matters. But, beloved, bear in mind that submission to them, even when you disagree, is reflective of a heart that is trusting in Jesus who has given them to you to lead you. So put your hope in Christ as you follow your pastors and let them do this with great gladness. For there lies your gain. And in this, remember that our Savior is greatly glorified. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice and marvel at your grace and kindness towards this church. We praise you for ECC. We thank you for their gospel witness. Lord, we thank you for the, the rich legacy of faithful men who have stood at this pulpit. We thank you for those gifts. Lord, we ask that you would bless Aubrey as he ministers to this congregation week after week. Father, we ask that you would attend to your word in great power. We pray that we may see its fruit. Bless his family, that they would be a constant source of encouragement to him. We pray that his children would come to faith as they hear their father preaching the word. Oh Lord, we pray that you would bless every member, that they would bow their knee to Jesus, that they would grow in their love for him and for one another. And we pray, oh Lord, that you would be glorified through this congregation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.